Our purpose is why we exist. When we say what is purpose, purpose is, it's your why. Why do we exist? And that's so basic. She might have covered all of that. Why do we exist? Think about it. When you say, what is my purpose? Because these days people talk a lot about purpose, purpose, purpose. And some people are confused and say, look, I don't even know my purpose, this purpose thing. So if I don't find my purpose, will God be, not be pleased with me? You know, and things like that. It's just simply why. Just imagine this microphone, for example. It has a purpose, right? And the purpose is what? To amplify voice. And so that's the way I look at it. What am I about? Why am I here? Why was I created? And of course, the, the manufacturer knows the reason why something was created. And things that are manufactured, things that we use, always come with um, instructions, labels, um, details, directions, how to use. Even down to our clothes, ladies, right? You look at the label. The label is not just for looking for the size. Yes, before you buy, you look at the size. But even after buying it, or even before you buy it, you look at the maintenance. Do I have to dry clean? You know, some will say, uh, do not tumble dry. You know, some will say, you know, dry clean only. Uh, um, you know, hand wash only. The maintenance instructions are there. So if you want this thing to perform how it should, then follow these instructions, right? And so we are also growing up and trying to follow, you know, the instructions for our lives so that we can manifest purposefully. So we can manifest how we should so that we do not um, work um, below our potential, below our capacity. So we don't deliver below what we should be doing. So some of us have, not some of us, all of us have phones and the phones are smartphones now, right? But you enjoy that phone to the extent to which you know the things it can do. So if you think it will only, you can only send text messages, SMS, that's all. If you didn't know that you can take pictures with it, you can act as a camera, then you are not uh, maximizing its purpose, right? But if you read the manual, you see all that it can do. So you are really much more than you are. And your purpose is a journey, it's not a destination. So don't be so uptight about it because some people intimidate when they say purpose, I'm walking in purpose. I'm living my part. Then you're more like, God, I don't even know what I'm doing. You are on the journey. It may look like you're not living in purpose, but you are. Because the, I believe that we walk in purpose part-time. Part-time. Because what is the purpose of a two-month-old baby? Can that child fulfill purpose, a purpose as in the grand purpose? Does that child even know? So that means that the child is out of the will of God. Because it's two months old. When will the child be in the will of God? When he's 50? When he's 60? When he's 18? <laughs> You're now 18. So you must know. I think a two-month-old child, someone will say that, well, to cry and eat. <laughs> and sleep, and give the mother a smile. So I think the purpose of the child at that time, I mean, is to enjoy, to grow, to take in, right? Take in food to grow, you know, compensate the mom, 
by smiling, you know, and all of that. To walk when the child is about a year old. And so at that time, the child might think, oh, my purpose is to walk. Let me walk first. I was crawling before. Let me walk first. So I'm just simplifying it. That in your journey, you're already fulfilling purpose. You're already fulfilling purpose. But at the end of the day, you, 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 as we grow, we want to say, okay, what is that thing that I, uh, is unique to me? What is that thing that is unique to me that I can deliver maximally on? That thing that's best suited to me. Because as we grow, like I said, we are following the manual. For many of us, it's, it's the Bible. How to behave. Love people. Do not harbor uh, bitterness. Forgive. These are some of the things that can, you know, maybe distort or slow down, you know, or make us not to function perfectly. These are viruses that can, you know, just jam our system. So when we are told not to do certain things or to do certain things, I think it's for our good so that we can be well polished. You know, it says take the dross from the silver and the vessel will be finer. So it's just for our own good so that we can be better human beings on this earth. So that's my understanding of purpose. That's the way I see it. And I want us to know that we are multi-purposed. Ah, some people will not agree with me on this. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> because there are people that always say like, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. And that's fine. I believe in staying in your lane too. I believe in doing one thing. Like she gave me a book last year. That book talked about one thing. And I'm like, what? But at the end of the day, I realized that it was one thing per time. At a time. So it doesn't mean you can only do one thing in this world and that's all. But at a time. So are you scheduling? Are you saying, okay, this year, this is what I'll be doing. I believe this is what I should be doing. Next year, I'll do this. Or I'll add this on. Especially those of us that run organizations. Now I'm going to have a team. I have people who can, you know, assist with this. I can now move on to this. Because for many of us that are like uh, what you call plants, you have ideas. You are ideas people. And ideas keep coming. You say, hey, well, if God doesn't want me to activate it, why are all these ideas coming? That's how you are wired. It doesn't mean that it's God that is just bombarding you with those ideas. That's how you are. You have to write down those ideas. There's a timing for the manifestation of all those things. So we are multi-purposed. Many times we are multi-purposed. Because like I said of the phone, it would act as a camera. It would act as, you know, some things will do one thing, like a cup. A cup would, is what? A container. But you can put water in it. You can put um, tea, coffee, juice. But something common to it is it's a container. It's a container. So are you a container? And if you're a container, maybe today you are containing different things, but you are still eager to find out what exactly am I to contain? So that's why I said it's a journey. So never be discouraged or intimidated by people who you think are fulfilling their purpose. If you're a mom, that's your purpose in addition to other things. So do you say because I'm a mom, then I will not be a, you know, a cyber analyst. Or I will not be a CEO. Or I'll not be a pastor. No. So that's what I'm saying that we are multi-purposed. We're multi-purposed. So it's not only a hall. When they say multi-purposed hall, <laughs> you know, you can use it for a lecture, you can use it for a banquet, you can, you know, rearrange it. 
That's the truth. We are multi-purposed. But we don't have to always be multitasking. I know women, we are familiar with that. We don't have to always be multitasking, you know. But it's to bear in mind that at any point in time, we can be who we need to be in different environments. So in your child's school, you are a mom. Put down your CEO cap or whatever it is. You are there as a mom. I remember some years back, my youngest was still in um, primary school, elementary school. I think about the year two or three, something like that. And of course, I would go to the school on the sports day and, you know, major events. And I remember it was a sports day and this lady came up to me and she was like, ah, okay, ah. That you can even come to a place like this. I said, eh. <laughs> and this was in Nigeria, you know. She was kind of like maybe seeing me for the first time. I said, ah, I'm also a Grange mom. Grange was the name of the school. I said, I'm also, ah. she was more like as a pastor. I'm, I, I just looked at her like, <laughs> you know, I pretended like I didn't know what she was trying to say. I didn't even want to be spiritual. I said, ah, you know, God wants us to also, you know, I, I just thank God for my life. <laughs> That I can, you know, you know, no, I just like, yeah, that's strange. But I'm here as a mom, you know, and because afterwards you wanted to start talking and to see you have been wanted. I'm like, nah, after the meeting, you know, we came here for, let me focus on my child, <laughs> focus on yours too. At the end of the day, we can talk because I came as a mom. I didn't come as a pastor. Am I a pastor? Yes. But on that day. My purpose, so multi-purposed. On that day, I was carrying out my purpose as a mom. The other purposes could take a back seat. So don't be confused about the purpose, purpose, purpose thing. Because, but I think that as we grow older and older, before we go to be with the Lord, it will be clear. You know, eventually that thing we will zero in on. And of course, we'll have achieved other things. Love achieved other things, but there'll be that thing that is clear about us. And so it's good to keep, you know, finding out, keep clarifying, keep um, no harm in, you know, trying to know and trying to, um, how do I put it, be specific so that we can be intentional. Because when we know, then we can be intentional. So Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter one, verse five, the Lord said to Jeremiah, you are, you know, a prophet to the nations. And he said, ah, no, I'm a child. I cannot speak. You know, and he was giving all kinds of excuses because he didn't know that's what God had in mind for him. He was fulfilling other purposes. He was, you know, um, whatever he was doing at that time, whatever his career was, he felt, ah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But I think the Lord was showing him that this is what I have in mind for you. This is where you're going to like end up. This is what you are ultimately going to do. So don't think this is the, you know, the end. This is not the ultimate. Okay. It's just like a plant. Let's say maybe an apple tree, for example, first comes as a seed and is planted and a leaf comes out. Then uh, she says, I'm a leaf. No. After a while, you're going to, you know, there'll be flowers. Oh, I'm meant to bring flowers. Then after the fruit will come out. The apples, oh, I'm actually supposed to produce apples for people to make apple juice, blah, blah, blah. So don't conclude. I'm just trying to say that it's a journey. And so in that journey, all kinds of things are going to happen. 
all kinds of things are going to happen. And the Bible says in Proverbs 25 too that it's the glory or the honor of kings to search out a matter. So it's good to search and to research. I think it's very interesting that God would allow us to study ourselves, you know. We not only study to know about God, our creator, but we also have to know about ourselves. We have to know about our children, but we have to find out about ourselves. Because if we don't, we will not be able to um, excellently relate with other people. You won't be able to introduce yourself to that new friend very well. You won't be able to say, well, I'm an introvert. I'm a bit on the quiet side, you know, and that's because you already know that of yourself. This is what I like. This is what I do. Do you understand? So it's very, very important to, to study ourselves and to see the journey we are in and to grow in grace and take it in our strides. No pressure. Tell your neighbor, no pressure. Don't let anybody give you pressure or any heart attack. You are on course. Now, some may say that, ah, but I am going through pain and all of that. Let me read this. Because before the prophet, there may be pain in your journey of purpose. And when we say prophet, I don't know, Toby might be talking about, yes, profit making in your, you know, business from your purpose. But also, we profit by touching people's lives as well. So when we talk about profit, it's not only monetary profit. So there may be pain. Hebrews 12 Verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. So we should look at him because he had a purpose, he had a plan. And what was he to do? To be the savior of the world by dying on the cross, right? It's like that was his ultimate purpose. But was he also a healer? In the meantime, in his journey on the earth, did he heal people? Did he provide for them miracles? Did he teach? Did he preach? <laughs> did he love his disciples? Did he care for his mom? He cared because even when he was going to the cross, he told Peter, he said, he should take care of her. That, that's your mom now, right? Meanwhile, he was going to the cross. He didn't say, well, what, that's not my purpose. So he was still a son. Hello, multi-purposed. Multi-purposed. But the final and the ultimate one he was to do, he got there. He didn't jettison it on the way. We will get there in Jesus' name. So pain, pain so many times even births and gives way or comes in the process of us fulfilling our purpose. Because it says in this world we'll have tribulation, but we should be of good cheer. That he has overcome. I don't know where we got this idea from. That everything must be smooth sailing. Because that's how we want it to be. We don't really want to go through anything, right? Who wants to? Nobody. But the truth is that we will. There will be pain. There's a classic story I love so much in the Bible. It's Joseph. Maybe because, you know, Joseph is your classic from rags to riches kind of movie kind of story. The bad guys... And the good guys, then at the end of the day, the good guy won. Because you can see yourself in with what you are going through, that at the end of the day, it ended in praise. Yeah. Right? So we like those kind of stories. I love it. And I love the story of Esther as well. I like the story of Joseph because it involved forgiveness. I look at it, I'm like, has anyone offended me to that point? No. So what excuse do I have? 
where all your brothers will gang up. I mean, they literally killed him. It was just one that had wisdom and saw those slave marchers. But I said, you know what? Let's not kill him. We don't even know if that one is worse because if they kill him, they won't even make any money from him. <laughs> that one wanted to profit. <laughs> if we kill him, we won't gain anything. So they sold him off, pretended he had died, killed a goat, and showed the father. I said, is this your son's coat? Check. We're not sure. They even literally killed the man. Thank God the man didn't die because he still lived to see what Joseph would become, right? Wicked people. But rather than dwelling on how wicked they were, can we just look at Joseph for a moment? Can we just look at this unique young guy who had even lost his mother at a young age? And that's why his father loved him so much. Because people might say, that, hey, why did his father favorite? You know, it was his father's favorite. That's why parents shouldn't have favorites. It was not about him being his father's favorite. His mother was his father's favorite. The mom died. He was young. The mom died in childbirth. So he had only Benjamin, who was his younger brother, right? And then there were these older guys that were intimidated by him because he was expressive. Now, Joseph, Joseph, what was Joseph's purpose? How many people know the story? So you know how he was sold to slavery, then he found himself in Potiphar's house, you know, as a slave, as a servant. And then from there, Potiphar's wife lied and he found himself in prison. He was doing well in Potiphar's house because he was the head of all the domestic servants, right? Potiphar put him in charge of everything and he was happy. There are levels though. Be happy where you are. Don't say that. Yeah, he was the head of the domestics. He said, you've been in charge of this whole house, except my wife. But every other thing is in your hand. Because he saw that he, want, he had a prosper, he, was, he had a good heart. In Genesis 39, 3, he says, and um, Joseph was a prosperous man. Prosperous, but he was a slave in Potiphar's house. And he was prosperous because he so prospered. He prospered because he had favor. He prospered because he continued to do good. He didn't get stuck in the bitterness. If not, it would manifest in his work. So he was still having promotion there. It's just that he was limited. But within his circumstance, ah, he, he was still, you know, doing well. So what do you think Joseph's purpose was? Can somebody help me out? What? To save his family, one. Anybody else? To save the nation, yeah. To deliver Israel. What do you think his purpose in life was? Pardon? To teach forgiveness by example. To encourage others. So you can see that these are many things he did. These are many things he achieved. Right? But what was his gift? What was his design? What, what, was, what was his purpose in life that led him to Becoming the number two person in the in the nation. Dream dreams some to interpret dreams. That's what I believe. I think we're all right, but you can see now multi-purposed. You can't really pin it down that it was one thing. But we always remember the end that ah, how Pharaoh sent for him from prison, he interpreted Pharaoh's dream, and that's how he became the number two person. Of, it was Pharaoh, right? Yes, Pharaoh. He was elevated. 
we remember that so well because that was the height of the, you know, of his promotion that you can be in prison this night and the next day you're in the palace. You know, with robes and then, you know, siren going before you, bow the knee and, you know, and all of that. And you're, you're just a dignitary in the nation, just overnight like that. But it was not an overnight success. But I believe that his gift was interpretation of dreams. That's why when he had a dream in Genesis, uh, if we go back to, 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 we didn't read the story, but it's a story worth reading again. Joseph shared his dream with his brothers. He had a dream and he said he saw the uh, sun and moon bowing down to him. He had another similar dream. And then he said, so what he believes is that they are, you know, it's like one day they're going to bow down to me. And that got them angry. So he had the dream. He interpreted it and communicated it to them. And that's why they thought, this guy is, you are full of yourself. Meanwhile, he was just sharing what he saw and what his interpretation of the dream was. Who is intimidated by you? The dreams that you have in your heart. Number one, you're not even meant to share it with everyone. So be sensitive. And even if you share it, it doesn't matter. Whatever you go through, you're still going to. Because at the end of the day, his, the dream was still fulfilled, right? Because someone said, it's his problem. If he didn't share it, he wouldn't have gone through all that. I believe he would have still had a rough time. Maybe not that way, but it would have still happened. Because you can't just keep holding on. You know, she, he thought that would encourage them to also find their own dream or to say, ah, wow, there's greatness in this family. Oh my God, you're going to be a great person. Let's encourage you. But he didn't know that their hearts were not like his heart. So that's it. It's just so sad. But so when he was in, thrown in prison, Potiphar's wife lied on him and he was thrown in prison. So that was a kind of like, he was demoted. He was already doing well in Potiphar's house. So he's supposed to be like getting better, but <laughs> he went down again into prison. Wow. From the pit. But in the prison, he was interpreting dreams. Was it not the butler that was, had a dream? And the baker as well. The baker was sad. And he said, why, why are you looking sad, you people? And he said, the dream that is disturbing my mind. What is the dream? They shared it. He now interpreted. He said the baker, of course, was going to be uh, killed at the end of the day. The butler was going to be elevated. And that's exactly how it happened. And he told the butler that when you get back to becoming the king's cup bearer, remember me. That one forgot him for two years. <laughs> is it not supposed to add him to the list of offenses or to the list of people? I don't know if some of you have list of Offenders, <laughs> good people, friends that I'm writing off, ah, crossing their names. Relax, love everybody. It is well. <laughs> love everybody. I know some people, who, it's good to love them from afar, right? <laughs> but his gift, his gift was still working and not only that, he was still kind enough to use his gift. Because they are, all of them are, were in problems. Were they not? 
But it looks like maybe he didn't see it. Maybe he just thought, at least I'm alive. <laughs> Honestly, that's sometimes how I just think. Um, not all the time, but when I'm going through stuff, when I stop to think, then I can thank God. Because if I really think about, you know what, okay, um, it, it's because um, I'm alive that I can even, okay, for example, if um, your phone gets stolen, Somewhere, maybe at the tube station, pickpocket, whatever, you know. I'm using phone because that's something that's really very, very, we have data, we have, you know, on the immediate, your phone contacts and all that. Even if you backed it up, it's painful. Or your purse gets stolen. Whichever one is worse, I don't know. But do you think about for a moment that, have you ever thought to yourself and said, thank God I'm not the one that's stolen. Thank God I'm not the thief. You are busy being angry. You are busy. But if you talk, stay for a moment and say, what makes me different from the person who stole? That person is desperate, is poor, has no values. That pushed him to steal. But thank God you are not a thief. Then you can thank God. Thank God you are not, you were not stolen. You hear of kidnapping? Especially in some places, very rampant. Who mentioned any places or countries? <laughs> ah, because it's not funny. You don't know you can be stolen. No, not you. It's not happened to you. As in, you carry a whole human being. And they're looking for the person, asking for ransom. Do you understand? So it was your post that was stolen. Let them go. God will bring another one. Praise God. When we always think in terms of perspective, we will be happier. So I think he must have been thinking that me that they wanted to kill. Ah, Lord, I thank you. Chase prison, no problem. No problem. I bless you. That dream, one day, maybe it will still come to pass. I don't know because this prison is far from uh, what I saw. But I'm still alive. Because they had thrown him there, wanting to kill him. And he was hearing all their conversations. Hey, let's kill him. Let's not kill him. Let, you know, here we know that. And now they didn't kill him. So if he keeps referring to that, he will say, thank God, it's because I'm alive that they can throw me in prison. It's someone that is alive. They can say, oh, I've been waiting for a long time. I've not gotten married. It will happen. Or you are married and you've not had kids. And, you, and I know that this can be very painful, traumatic or whatever. But you, you say, so it's even because I'm alive that I can talk about having children. Those are perspectives and those are things that should gladden our hearts so that, you know, we can continue in our journey of purpose. So we can continue in our journey of purpose. And so that's it. And we have to look because the Lord Jesus Christ too, he went through a lot. Even before he went to the cross, there were places where he was not believed at all. There are places where he worked miracles. There were places where he was not believed, like in his hometown. The Bible says he could not even do, he could hardly do any miracle there. Because of unbelief. You see? So everything is a blessing. I'm here now speaking. It's part of my purpose to speak, to share with people, with women. And thank God that I'm sharing. I'm well received. Hello. Because you can go and look and just be. And you're just like, oh my God. It's not. Do you understand? So we must be thankful for our journey. But life happens. But it's all part of it. And we will get there in Jesus' name. So you can profit from even the pain you go through. You can profit from the pain you go through. I think I went through rejection um, at some time in my life. And 
But I began to realize that that birthed in me compassion. Birthed in me compassion. And I found that compassion is my, is like my unique gift. It's one of the unique graces of my life. So I'm taking it gladly that I went through that or I perceived, you know, um, as rejection, some of the things that happened to me. And I, it's good because I feel I may not even have been as sensitive as I am, you know. So I look back and I just wonder that everything is working together for good. If you look back, you will see there are certain you know, patterns in your life that lead to, you know, what your particular purpose is. But while on that journey, keep, keep adding value. Keep doing the best you can with what you have. So he kept interpreting people's dreams. He didn't say, no, I'm waiting for that dream. God, that dream that everybody's supposed to bow down to me, I'm waiting for it. He would have waited in vain if he didn't do what he was doing because one day the king could not sleep and he said, I have a dream, I can't even. And then the butler overheard, you know, the one who was restored to be the king's cup bearer. And that's when he now remembered, ah, excuse me, sir, I know one man <laughs> that might be able to interpret this dream. He's good at, that's when he remembered. Maybe if he had taken Joseph's resume before the king, before time, maybe they would have thrown it out. For what? No, it's not needed. I mean, he's in prison. Just be grateful that even you were restored. So obviously it was not time. That's why he even forgot. Let them go. Stop blaming them. Stop blaming people for what they don't have capacity to do or to do yet. That auntie that didn't help you. Or you came to London. That uncle that, you know, eventually he didn't even let you stay more than a few weeks in his house. I will always complain about the light bill, the bill, the bill, the bill. Now that you're living on your own, you know how the bill is. Forgive him. So imagine, my, my, even my own very sister in this city, she'll say, I must pay for thee. Let them go. So he was not stuck there. But on the day that it was needed, the butler remembered. Because the king said, I had a dream. I can't even know what this dream means. And all the magicians, they could not interpret. What Lana said, there's one guy, but he's in prison. Who can bring him? And that was it. Joseph interpreted the dream because he had been practicing. He had been using the gift, even on people that you will consider. No one is mundane. No one is more important than anyone. But I'm just saying prisoners. Mm, he had been helping fellow prisoners. So please use your gift. Don't stop using it because they didn't pay you money for it. Or they didn't pay you well. You to go and learn how to charge. I think she's good in that area. I don't know what she spoke about in her session, but it might be inside her book. Know how to charge. Like some of you are charging below what you should be charging, right? Boldly give them your invoice. Then if they need to negotiate, you can now bring them. Because some of us are too, you know, have such a low self-esteem. They're like, ah, I can't charge 100 pounds. Or maybe if I just charge 30 pounds, maybe they will pay. Charge the 100 pounds. If you feel that's what your thing is worth. But what I'm saying is that those who could not even pay him. I mean, how would the prisoners pay him? Fellow prisoners. But one day, 
one of those people recommended, who had gotten free service, recommended him for the one that could pay him. Awesome. Awesome. That should set someone free right there. That should set someone free. It sets me free. It sets me free. It sets me free. Every time I think about it, Joseph, very classic. And of course, when his brothers eventually appeared on this particular day, because he was the governor, Genesis 42, 6, he says, now Joseph was the governor over the land. And so to all the people of the land, Joseph's brothers came and bowed before him with their faces to the earth. Genesis 42, verse 6 to 9. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them, but he acted as a stranger. They did not recognize him. They won't be able to recognize you. By the time God is doing with you, I see the one she's not doing. Yeah. 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 But when we enjoy the elevation of God, we will be humble. We won't pay people back in their coin. But that is only possible if you have resolved to forgive everyone. If you have resolved to, you know, walk in love. It's not at the point in time that he saw them. I think that he decided to forgive. I think he had let them go since. He has let them go. You know. And I think he even missed them. So, journey to purpose. Joseph fulfilled his purpose. But along the way, interpreting dreams in the prison was part of it. So someone said his purpose was to be the governor of the land and, you know, take care of things and administrate. And uh, that dream, the dream is not the purpose, but the dream is like a destination, a sign that God gave him. And that sign still came to pass. So in our journey on the earth, our purpose is to bring God glory, isn't it? Yeah, our purpose is to bring God glory. Everybody, not only those who lead us in praise and worship. Hello? <laughs> they encourage us to praise God, to worship God, right? Because that's their calling. We should all do it. But we're to bring Him glory in everything that we do, in our work. We're to make the world a better place. And like I said, we are multi-purpose. But whatever God has said to you, or whatever you know is a specific purpose, keep it in mind and keep working towards it. Keep it in mind. Jesus had the cross in mind. And that was the ultimate. Keep it in mind, but keep fulfilling. Keep taking those steps. Keep fulfilling, you know, it's like purposes along the way, if I may put it. Nothing, is, nothing should be looked down on at all. Nothing should be seen as small. Can you remember the, the maid to Naaman? Naaman, Captain Naaman. Captain Naaman, that general, who was a leper. And he sent for Elijah and he said, but Elijah said, sent a message that he should go and wash in the river Jordan. And he was angry because he said, how can he? I thought he would come. You know, and, and, and strike the leper, and the leper will be healed. You know, he thought he would come and, you know, pray for him and lay hands on him. 
And that was his problem, his thinking. He said, I thought. Why must you think? Why must you tell him how he must carry out the miracle? Because you are the captain and you are the, you know, and all of that. He wasn't humble. Someone else may look at it and judge and say, well, the man of God too, why, why couldn't he go there? At least he knows that he's a, you know, he's a highly placed dignitary. Why couldn't he just honor him by going there? Maybe God didn't tell him to go. He sent his word and he healed them. And he did. And so the man would have lost his miracle because of his stinking thinking. But this maid, we don't even know her name, just his, his maid, came and said, excuse me, please, if you, if you can just obey, <laughs> if you can just go and do what he said, I believe you'll be here. And thank God he listened. Thank God she went with humility because she knew that if her boss was healed, they would all be better for it. So she was humbly approached him and then he did and went and he was healed. Did she fulfill purpose? What was her purpose in life? To, we can't even judge because the Bible cannot contain everything. But that was a striking and a defining moment in the Captain Neyman's life. So she was a maid. That was her purpose to serve. Maybe after that she enjoyed promotion but she was a maid with a difference. So in your pain, can you still serve? Can you still fulfill purpose? She didn't say, what do I know? I'm just a maid. If he likes, let him go and watch. If he likes, that's his problem. Yeah, I'm here. My life sucks already. Blah, 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 blah. You can be happy where you are because of how you are on the inside. So because she was full of love for her boss, and she knew God. She knew there's a way God could work. This man is missing it. She believed that prophecy that he should go and wash. And thank God she had the esteem enough. And that's why we must have a self-esteem. Your body is too, too big for you to talk to in a humble way. No, your body is too big. Even if God says go and deliver a message to the queen, you will go. If you will not go down, she'll write a letter. Because <laughs> I know here the queen is huge. So that's life. And that's our journey. Sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's soft. But we go through it. We profit from pain. We profit from everything. Look, the enemy cannot even have the last laugh. He cannot even have the laugh at all. That's the truth. Because you're down today, you won't be down forever. Even in that down position, you will still serve him. You still love him. You still walk in his word. You will still love people. And then we wonder how come she's not supposed to, even fact, she's supposed to be crying. Meanwhile, I doesn't know that in your mind, you are thinking, ah, I'm alive. <laughs> I'm alive. There is hope. So keep God's word in your heart. Keep the dream in your heart. Look. I'm rounding up. But I remember J Joseph said, and they said, from the land of Canaan to buy food, Joseph recognized his brothers. They did not recognize him. Then Joseph, that's Genesis 42 verse 9. Then Joseph remembered the dreams which he had dreamt about them. 
He remembered the dream and all of that. He remembered the dream. Your dreams will come to pass. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. He's able to go beyond what you think and imagine in Jesus' name. I don't know what your dreams are. I don't know what you've seen. I don't know what plans you have for your life, for your children, for your business. It will come to pass. Don't let the dream be stolen from your heart. It will come to pass. Life may happen. There may be detours along the way. But you know, take it in your stride. Go on with grace. It's all part of the package. Everything will end well. Lessons will be learned along the way. There will be rewards too. Because God will say, I see what happened there. He sees everything. I see what happened there. I saw how, yeah, you were meant to get that promotion, but they put some, I see it. You know? Yep. And again, it's not really in your our own power to um, fight that way. Yes, we must fight for our dreams, but we don't go fighting people and, you know, we, we take things to a higher level. We take things. Is it Mrs. Obama that said, when they go low, we go high. I just, I remember that phrase. <laughs> because for me, it's, yeah, we go higher. We go higher in his word. We take it to another level. Because we know in whom that will believe. So, profit is in your purpose. There may be pain, but you will still profit. You will fulfill it. And we realize now that Concerning purpose is something that evolves. It's something that is revealed. It's something you discover what is in you. It's not something you go and look for and then find. It's there. It's there from one stage to the other. And I pray that we will continue to walk in purpose. We'll profit from it in the name of Jesus. And I declare, you know, products, some products come with expiry dates. You don't come with an expiry date. And your manual is in the word of God. How you operate, how to operate in this earth to deliver maximally. So because my time is up, I'll stop there. But I trust God that with these few words, you know, we will be able to go and live lives that are more um, graceful, more content, and having an understanding that you're on course. There's nothing that's happened to you that's happening to you that is not common, that is out of place. So I say, look, you don't know my story. I don't have to know your story, but I know how it can end. If you cooperate with God, I know how it can end. Doesn't matter how many people abused you, maybe you were raped. Or, no, it doesn't have to end that way. Even if you're a product of rape, the fact is that you survived it. Then there's a reason why you're alive. Hallelujah. So I know that because God has wired and gifted all of us differently, we all have something to offer. Nobody should think we don't, they don't have anything. You have something to offer. You have a smile. You have something to offer. You're good with writing, right? Blog. Maybe you're to be helping someone at the moment with their emails. Don't say, I'm just a personal assistant. Hey, just 
someone like me would never even say just <laughs> for positions like that. Some positions are hidden, they're not on the forefront, but they do a huge, huge, it's when we get to heaven that we'll know. Like I mentioned, that maid of Naaman. She was a game changer for him, for his life. So we thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, just for this opportunity to hear your word again. Thank you, Lord. I declare that everyone here is blessed because they are blessed already. They will walk in purpose. They will fulfill their purpose in the name of Jesus. I declare, Lord, that you give beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. Whoever is mourning over anything, we declare joy fills their heart afresh in Jesus' name. We declare they have the garment of praise instead of a heavy spirit in the name of Jesus. Lord, I release that grace to walk in love, to be filled to overflow with your love. Lord, help us constantly to remember even what you did on the cross, that that really is the ultimate, and we can never outgive you in you giving us your best. So thank you, Father. Show each one the next step. Confirm in each one's heart, oh God, what they are to do next, what they are to focus on, what is to be priority at this time. One person's priority may not be that of the other. Let there be clarity and never confusion at this time for everyone in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen.